Welcome to the Right Club Podcast, where the focus is on helping you, the real estate investor, advance to the next level. And now let's join this week's hosts and share ways for you to customize your life. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Right Club podcast. I'm Laurel Simmons, a co-founder of the Right Club, and I'm joined today by Catherine Nelson-Riley, our wonderful operations manager. Hi, Catherine. Hey, Laurel. I'm really excited about having a chat and a catch-up with Steve. He brings so much energy into the room whenever you meet him. Yeah, he really does, and he's He's just enthusiastic. He's a nice guy and he's so enthusiastic about what he does, isn't he? He really is. And you know, what's interesting is he actually, he's got this background that was in the residential and commercial construction industry. So he really has quite a wide diversification of talents and expertise. But what his main focus now is on passive and private equity investment opportunities. And it was, I'm really looking forward to this so that I can really learn the difference between passive and being more proactive of what he has to say and what they have to offer in educating us. Yeah, I think there's a, there's just so much out there in terms of investment vehicles, investment opportunities. And this is just another way in, in private equity, real estate investment and other types of private equity investment to you know make your money grow and to create more wealth. And like we talked about the episode, no, there's no one size that fits all. Of course, there's so many different people with different unique situations. The nice thing about Steve that I really, really respect, and I mean, we've known him for, well, the Right Club is coming up on its sixth anniversary. And Steve has been a part of the Right Club for almost the entire six yeah. years. But one of the things that he really does is he focuses on relationship development and making sure that it's a good fit. Everything is a good fit for the people, which is really quite commendable. Yeah, exactly. I've always liked Steve. So I think we should go to the episode, don't you? Absolutely. Welcome to the Right Club Podcast, where the focus is on helping you, the real estate investor, advance to the next level. And now let's join this week's hosts and share ways for you to customize your life. Well, hello, Steve Blasiak. It's been a while since you've been on our podcast. It's great to see you back here. Well, thank you so much for the invitation. I was so excited when I saw the email requesting this little interaction. And um, I am very excited. I miss you guys tremendously. I know how very popular you guys have got. You're coast to coast now. Congratulations. And I really want to get back in and help support whatever, whatever we're doing here. So let's start off. Let's ask the really tough question here, Steve. <laughs> You're in private, private equity investing, right? So let's just go right to it. It's now, we're past COVID. The real estate market has changed a lot. 
What's it like out there in, in the world of private real estate investing and equity investing? Because that's what you do. So give us the behind the scenes look here at what's going on. Well, I think the biggest change is that I find that more and more people are realizing that they can take part of their portfolio and invest it into private passive real estate investments. Why is that important? Well, you know, people who are excellent at real estate and have a huge portfolio of real estate, they need a little bit of diversion, perhaps away from their real estate portfolio, away from real estate in general. And we have funds that have nothing to do with real estate and a diversion away from real estate. So I think that more and more people are realizing that, you know, passive investments is an excellent part of one's portfolio. Even if you're tremendously successful with your real estate portfolio, you still need some diversification. And that's exactly what this is. It's a passive way to invest your RSP, your cash, your tax-free savings account into what you know and love best, real estate, or diversification out of real estate. That's what's been going on. Are you busier than you have been saying? Well, no, let me rephrase the question. Over the C word, I don't want to say the word COVID anymore. I'm going to anyway. Did you find that things got busier for you? Like, what was the shift that happened during that period and then moving past it now? Yeah, that is such an excellent question because, in reality, in the big picture, that sounds weird, but I've actually more than doubled my sales during the C word, during COVID. And how was that? Because Ontario Securities Commission, which oversees what we do, prior to COVID, they had us sit down face-to-face -face with each and every single one of our clients. And unfortunately for me, I couldn't just do a one sitting and selling and going to the next client. Typically, it takes me at least three, minimum three appointments to sit with somebody, explain what this private equity is. What's passive investing? You know, how do I get paid? What's their exit strategy? Give them all the terms and then finally sign the paperwork and get it registered and have the, the investment start. That all took three, at least three appointments. Whereas, of course, what are we doing here? We're Zooming. And while I'm Zooming, you know, dinner's getting cooked downstairs. So we're multitasking. So uh, not only could I meet, you know, 10 clients in a day, but also e-signatures. Believe it or not, the Securities Commission just started allowing e-signatures in 2020. So now I can docu-sign all, all my documents with people that I don't have to necessarily sit with face-to-face. -face. Yeah, I think that made a huge difference. Like all of a sudden, you didn't have to go to a lawyer's office, right? <laughs> exactly. Or whatever, exactly. Actually, it was pretty scary in the beginning, eh? Who wanted to venture outside with this crazy thing floating around called COVID? So I was really comfortable and sort of working from my little workspace here in, in my, and then I grew to sort of appreciate it and use it more as a tool. And like I said, and since everybody had that mindset, it was much easier to see 10 clients a day as opposed to one or two clients a day. So that's really the big thing that helped them during COVID was to sort of speed things up, but you still have to have the trust, right? If you're going to give me a hundred thousand dollars to invest into that apartment building, we still have to gain some sort of a trust. And that is always sort of the tricky part with this Zoom and emails and texts and stuff like that. But I know I'm going down a huge rabbit hole there, but that's for a different day. How do you do that? <laughs> but here we are, we're doing it. Business is doing extremely well. 
And like I said, when people just understand that a small portion of their portfolio fits perfectly with private equity in this passive investment space, then more and more people are opening up their investment portfolios and get their, the pieces invested here. Can you give us an example of project? I mean, you don't have good specifics. I think sure. people would like to know because, sure. you know, sure. we hear these terms bandied around. Oh, it's private, you know, equity investment, this and that. I'm in this fund and that fund. And I don't think people really understand what it is. So could you give us an example of, you know, what someone could get involved with if they you know, decided to take that route? Sure, absolutely. First and foremost, I think, because because private equity is a big box, right? We have people who are on this podcast listening that, that do private mortgages or private investments or joint ventures or put their money in with, you know, five or 10 other people and buy apartment buildings. That's all considered private equity. But the space that I'm referring to, the space that I represent, I have a license from Ontario Securities Commission to go out and to talk to people about these certain investments that we have on the pinnacle shelf. So that's the biggest sort of di differentiator between private equity and just what is a public or just an ordinary investment. So as an example, one of our, one of the companies that we're raising money for, it's called, and a lot of Right Club knows about nationwide self-storage and uh, car wash, right? Because I've been talking about this for about 2016 or 2017 since you and I got together. And it's still, we're still raising money for, actually, this is the sixth project that we're raising money for. So what is private equity in this space here? So we have Shane Doyle, who is a nationwide CEO, and um, his dream, his idea is to find land that's already zoned for self-storage and or car washes in basically in British Columbia. So Vancouver, Coquitlam, Surrey, Burnaby, all those boroughs of Vancouver. He's looking for these the sweet spots that, that, that will allow for self-storage and car washes. And he finds a spot, he buys it. It's already zoned, which is sweet. And then from the zoning, then he puts in the site plan for approval. He gets approval, pulls the permits, and then starts the construction and completes the construction, opens up the car wash self-storage, runs it for several years, and then sells the project. So what part would the investors be involved in? Well, there's an initial raise of whatever, 25 million or whatever it would take to buy the land and build the building and get the business up and running. So let's call it $25 million. So us as investors would hear this idea, think, hey, yeah, self-storage, car wash, that's like the goose that, gold, that laid the golden egg. I want in on that project. You do your homework, your research. I give you the information all about the project. And then once you feel comfortable and you're ready to invest, either using cash, RSP money, tax-free money, Lira, whatever registered money, then uh, I make sure that all the paperwork's done, T's are crossed, I's are dotted, and you e-sign all the paperwork, transfer the money over to Nationwide, and your investment begins. I hope I didn't run through that too quickly. And if I did for anybody at home, I apologize. But there is a process is what I'm trying to say. And, uh, I, you know, if you're curious about the process, I can book through that much slower for us. But generally speaking... That's a private equity investment that's, it's overseen by Ontario Securities Commission, the investment, plus it's overseen by Pinnacle, by our compliance department. So we're making sure that we've done 
de-risking as much as possible. We put a private a board of director on the board at national and nationwide that he can now or she can report back to us and let us know what's going on inside the investment. So we are making sure the investment is best possible for clients to make their money and be very successful in this investment. So is that the way it works normally with with all the projects? Yeah, more than that, right? Obviously. Well, yeah. The lovely thing about what we have on our shelf is that currently there's about 22 projects on our shelf that we're raising money for. And I have to say that there's not one project the same. So every project has its own little quirk. For instance, I have clients that are saying, okay, Steve, I want this money to create an income for me to live officially as an income stream. I want to live off of this. So that would be a different investment than the nationwide, which typically doesn't pay any distributions until the building's built two to three years later. So you can see the difference between, oh, I need money right now to live off of, or no, I can wait for three to four years before I see my growth and then I'll reap the benefits. So it's my job to sit with each and every investor and to say, okay, what are you specifically looking for? What hole can we fill that, that you know, what needs can we fill that, that you would need this money um, to work for you? Is it a growth? Is it a growth and income? Is it just simply income? Is it liquidity you're looking for? If you're looking for instant liquidity, we have investments like that as well. So it really just depends on the conversation that myself and the client have and identifying the client's needs and then me figuring out which of the 22 different funds would suit that client the best. And you, I guess, after you speak to your clients, potential clients, clients, and you figure out what their risk, what their, what do you call it? A, not a risk analysis, but. Yeah, no, what, what, yeah, okay. totally. Yes. What they're comfortable with. Absolutely. And you also, I'm sure, talk about, you know, their return on investment, right? Because is, that's yeah. an important part of it. <laughs> yes. Some people are just not happy with seven, 8% returns. So I have to, you know, crank it up and talk about, you know, greater return. And it's funny because a lot of people think, okay, bigger return, meaning greater risk. And that is a hundred percent true, but let's define what the word risk means. In this case here, simply risk means illiquidity. Your money is not liquid. So if you, God forbid, are in a three year or sorry, in a five year investment, and let's say you're in year three and you go, my goodness, I need my money out. It's not easy. It takes time and there are slight penalties to get your money out early, right? And each individual investment is different, okay, with like this. So some investments, there's easy outs. Other investments, they're difficult outs. But again, this is all what we have to discuss prior for you putting your money into an investment so you understand the entire parameter of your investment, including exit strategies, early redemptions, returns is very important. And yeah, all the, uh, all the important information about that investment. So there's term sheets and there's presentations. There's a document called the offering memorandum, which is the playbook of how that exact investment works. So the, all these, you have as much information as you need to make your decision, whether this is right for me, this feels right, and I can invest and sleep at night. That's the most important thing is when you make your investment, you want to just say, okay, for five years, I've forgotten about that. I'm, you know, Steve will call me every once a year 
to make sure we're on track with that investment. But I, I don't want to look at that money for five years until it's over and done with. That's the kind of investment that I like to get to that space with my clients. So I can imagine, I can just sort of see people listening to this and some of them are rolling their eyes and like, oh yeah, well, that's great if you've got like 100,000 or 200,000 or 500,000 or a million dollars. But gee, I've only got like $25,000 or like, you know, those are real questions. Well, that's what people's heads are. So Laurel, I'm really glad you brought that up because I just landed, I'm closing a deal for my client's kid. So my client's children who are now in their early twenties, you know, they get birthday money, you get permissive money, you get Christmas money. And all of a sudden, before you know it, this 20 year old has got like $30,000 cash sitting in his bank. So the parents said, you know, Jim, why don't you go talk to Steve and for $5,000, I've taken a piece of their investment and I've banged it in the young Jim's head to say, you will not see this $5,000 for five years. Forget that you own this $5,000. We're going to make it grow, but you don't want it. You're not going to go out and buy a house with this in within five years. And the answer is no, I want to grow my money. And that's great. Take that $5,000 and invest it. So um, again, different mindset, different people. I've got my 91 year old aunt on the other side of the scale who's living off of these investments. Every month she gets, you know, a money deposited into her account from these investments and she's on a total income play there. So we've got everybody in between my, my gym friend, a young friend and my 91 year old aunt that, that needs daily or monthly income. So it's, yeah, there's a lot of variables I can see and it takes time, doesn't it? To figure out what each person's situation is. Everybody's different. Everybody has different requirements, desires, fears, yeah. different jobs, uh, all kinds of things. Laurel, you know, the biggest person that had to learn what you've just said was me. I was the one that wanted to do everything super fast, right? Here's $5,000, make it $10,000 tomorrow. Come on, let's go. Oh boy, oh boy. The biggest thing I learned was just relax, you know, understand your investment inside out and backwards and realize that it, time is the biggest factor you got going for you. You know, my, my sons have invested in the, they're 30 and 33 and they've invested in this and they know you take that $10,000 that you gave pop and just forget it, let it grow, let it grow. So, and you know, and then three to five years from now, that 10 is whatever it is to be invested. But you hit the nail on the head and I'm the biggest learner of that lesson just to relax, let time work on with my interest per year. And we're going to, you know, I'm going to do well. So do people ever say to you, well, that's great, but I want to, I really want my own house. I really want my own property system, my own house. And it's like, no, I guess there comes a point and it's with anything, right? You just, you got to walk away, right? <laughs> oh, you, you mean me as a yeah, in terms of, of advisor, or, you know, that's just human nature. You're never gonna, yeah, some of the people. Oh, a hundred percent. And I have to admit, I'll be the first to admit that these passive investments may not be for everybody, right? Maybe somebody wants to be a hundred percent on top of what they're investing into, and they don't want to consider handing their money over to another entrepreneur who's got another excellent idea who can then take your money and everybody earns money from that investment. But that's fine. I'm not trying to change the world. All I'm trying to do is plant one seed at a time. So how many people do we have on this podcast today? 
<laughs> seeds I'm planting, right? And hopefully they're cur- people are curious enough to say, yeah, you know what Steve was talking about makes sense. Let's understand a little bit more about passive investing. And hopefully they'll pick up the phone or email me or find me somehow. Let's just have a coffee and a discussion. That's our next steps. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. So when, you know, you were, you have been a real estate investor and you've got had portfolios and I think now you're more in the, you know, you take your own advice. (laughs) Definitely put my money where my mouth is. Well, makes sense. I'd be somewhat worried if you didn't. (laughs) Good point. Point. I think that's really important that you are also invested in these funds and that there's so many things to go and it is it's real estate, in your case, real estate investments, but is it all real estate investments? That's what I guess the question is. Correct. So because we are trying to diversify people anyway, they need to diversify. So some people love real estate and understand real estate upside down and backwards and only want, okay, for now, just give me this real estate REIT or a real estate investment trust. And that's fine. So yes, I'd have to say about half of the 22 like about 11 or 12 of our real estate, our investments on our shelf are real estate based. It's interesting. And I find that it's very easy to talk to, very easy to understand. I'm, you know, I'm going to give you $10,000 and collectively we're going to go buy that apartment building. Perfect. Easy to understand and explain. I have other investments that are diversification away from real estate that are in more in depth. You need more understanding. You, we need more time to, to explain it. You need more of an open mind to say, wow, okay, I'm going to put my money, you know, with this person and he's going to do this with this, and this is his track record and, you know, whatever. And there's many different, this is to talk about if anybody's interested. And again, I won't bother getting into an examples, but there's many, oh, I'll give you a quick example. For instance, I got a company that is buying dental offices, right? So again, you own the equipment, you own the clients, the back end. It's very sticky business. So it's extremely predictable how much money this one particular office is bringing in. It's very profitable too. And so it's, you know, it's a fund that continues to buy more and more dental offices. They reduced the cost because there's less back end with only one back end office taking care of all the you know, finances and appointments and all that sort of stuff. So they save on the back end. And anyway, it's, it's a non-real estate investment to invest in these dental offices. Okay, uh, so that's, that's really, really interesting because, I mean, I know people who have bought the property, it's a real estate property, and have also bought the business that is in that property. Yep, absolutely. And that's a whole different world. Yeah. <laughs> it's two different worlds, right? When you're investing in the business is one thing, and then you're investing in the real estate where that business is located, that's something totally separate. And I think that's a brilliant move uh, if you can uh, you know, afford to do that by both. But yeah, and, and we have companies that are doing, like for instance, the Nationwide is a good example of a company buying the real estate and then creating the businesses on, in that, on that property. And so it's not only does the real estate go up, but also the businesses are, you know, 10 times, 15 times multiple of profits. So both aspects are firing on all cylinders when it comes to selling that asset. So I guess I have to ask the question then. I mean, that, that's one way of doing it. You buy the land first and then you develop whatever it is you need to develop and then have the, the business go in. 
But to actually go after a business, like, for example, like you say, the dental offices, that's a different approach. That's a different mm -hmm. strategy. Now you're looking at the business first. Yeah. And the real estate second. It, no, because they're you actually not buying the real estate. So they're, okay. they're, they've, got a, they've got a lease for the real estate for this office for the next 20 years. This dental office has got a lease set up. So nothing to do with the property. These, this company is simply buying dental offices because they see the huge potential in clients, right? Because when you've got to clean your teeth, you're not shopping around and calling three different dentists saying, hey, how much are you going to charge me? You just go to your dentist. So it's a very predictable and profitable business. So that's all this fund is looking at is the sticky revenue that is created from this particular dentist's office. And then they buy, you know, two more, three more. Today, they're at 28 dental offices. So you can imagine the revenue flow with one back office running 28 dental offices. It's extremely profitable. Yeah. Well, well there's so many ways to invest, yeah. right? There's so many things to invest in. Yeah. And there's so much to learn. And we could talk all evening about this, Steve. However, it is now time for the lightning round. Yeah, where you're put on the... You're, you know, you're put on the hot seat. We grill you. All right. <laughs> Love it, Laurel. Bring it on. I don't think it's quite that hard, is it? <laughs> no, not at all. It's easy peasy. All right. So starting off with a lightning round question, Steve. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Butler Mortgages, Canada's number one mortgage brokerage three years in a row. If you need a great mortgage broker to help you with investing in real estate or to help you purchase your next home, reach out to Daniel Patton and Michael Zanzini from Butler Mortgages. You can do that by calling 905-569-8326 or toll free at one 888 and check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round. You've got, you've got over 30 years of accumulated experience in a background that's immersed in residential and commercial construction industry. Within that residential and commercial construction industry, what is the one piece of advice that has carried you through your life? Oh, yeah. It, just to simply be open. I was never stuck in the mud where I had to, you know, be a carpenter or I had to, you know, do it this way or that way. Definitely would roll with the punches. And that's why I wore so many hats in my previous life. And I have done so many things that, uh, that, that gave me a sort of a huge uh, experience, like a concrete foundation of, of experience, just being open to, to, okay, what's next. I mean, that's how I got in this business for heaven's sakes. Quick story. When I was uh, turning 50 ish and I looked at, thank you, eh? smiling like that, but I, lo I looked at my portfolio and I was going, you know what? I'm not going to retire on that portfolio. I'm kind of worried. And that's how I started looking into where I want to grow my own portfolio here, RSPs, Liras, cash, tax-free savings account. And I found, I discovered the private equity space. So that's my quick story of how, by being open and curious, found this wonderful space that, I mean, I fit into so well. I love all the different aspects of private equity investing, finding out about the investments, hanging with like-minded people like you, beautiful people. That th This is all by being just open. Okay, good. All right, here's one. Now I want to take you back to when you were 18 years old. 
if you can remember that, I'm sure you know. <laughs> okay, so here's the question. If you could go back in time and tell your 18-year-old self something, what would you say to that 18-year-old, Steve? That is such a deep question because I think about this often. I think I squandered a lot of my youth on my youth, which it's not a play on words. It's just, you know, I was so naive and so full of energy that I never really took a lot of time to sort of smell the roses and really stop and think about where I'm going and how I'm doing it. And so I would say, young Stephen, just slow down and be more on, be more curious, be more questionable. And um, yeah, and don't jump off that cliff. No, I'm kidding. I never did. <laughs> I love it. So we're going to take you from your 18-year-old self to what is your favorite resource for real estate investing? Oh, my favorite resource. Now you're really putting me in a little corner because I look at favorite resources as spokes in a wheel. If okay, I perfect. Okay. Yeah. So there, there really isn't one source, although I have to say, I do love the right club. And you know, Laurel, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I've been with you guys from like almost the beginning and I love what you do and what you spread. So you're definitely up there with my favorite resources. But speaking of resources, there's just so many different places to go and things to do and experiences to learn about real estate that I'd have to say be, again, you know, just plug away here, plug away there. The internet is crazy with ideas, people to talk to and LinkedIn and Zooms and Googles and searches and whatever. So that's where my brain goes. I think of the spokes of a wheel and, you know, don't focus on one, but hit as many as you can and find out which one feels the best and continue with that one or two or three. All right. Question number four. Here's the last one. Okay. I'm going to ask you then, if you had to choose, would it be a business book you'd like to read or a non-business book, a fiction book? And if, depending on what it is, what, what would, what do you like to read? Oh, I'm definitely into biographies. I love reading about people, especially successes. I just finished the Elon Musk book and Harry, Prince Harry was the other book that I just read. And I don't know, I just, I can almost live vicariously through them. You know what I mean? As I'm flipping through the pages and their struggle and how they had the focus and the determination. And I just absolutely adore that. So yeah, if actually, if you look behind me, I've got a bunch of them right here. If anybody wants to come to the CDB library, give me a call. It is. They're, they're up there. If you're, if you're not watching this and because wait, Catherine and I can see Steve's, right, Steve's so. library behind him, but yeah, there's a lot of books there and, and good for you because no, I think, yeah, read. I think there's just a study that came out that, that said, proved that the biggest thing that you could do for your children to, to, oh, what was it? To ensure that they had a, a successful life or, you know, however you define success was to get them to read. There was just no question. And it had nothing to do with your socioeconomic class. If you got kids to read, it made such a difference in their lives. So there you go. Reading is great. Thank you. All right, Steve. Thank you so very much. Where can people reach? Cell phone. I love text or phone calls. So I'll start with that. 416-464-3085 is my cell phone. Okay. Yeah. That's great. And then the email which is a long one, which probably people won't get. So I just say, 
call Catherine. She'll give you my contact. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the easiest way. Because who spells Blaziak? That's my last name. <laughs> Not a Z either. It's an S, B L A S I A K. But anyway, I have a beautiful email address, stephen.blaziak at pinnaclewealth.ca. But like I said, if you're looking for me, oh, and I will definitely be at the sixth anniversary. Are we on six or seven or 10? Or six. Yeah. Six. Yeah. Feels yeah. like 10. That's all I can say. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to being there with everybody. And, you know, hopefully we'll have some more cake like we did last uh, last time. Yeah, and well, it's fun. It's already ordered. There you yeah. go. All right. <laughs> I love it. I love her. All right. Thank you so very much, Steve. It was great to catch up with you. And I think, you know, it's time to talk about this again because I we just... all get in our own little narrow places and we don't think about bigger pictures sometimes. So that was great. Thank you very much. And I still don't think I'm a good Zoomer. I mean, like on <laughs> Zoom. So, but I hope everybody was okay and entertained and looking forward to connecting in person with everybody. That would be my dream and my goal. All right. Thanks. All right, thank you awesome. for setting it up, Catherine and Laurel. Excellent questions. Thank you. Thank you very much, Steve. Well, Catherine, I think it's great that you don't need that 50,000 or 100,000 or 500,000 or even, heaven forbid, $1 million to invest, right? Steve was talking about $5,000. Yeah. You know, a young kid, 20-year-olds can start. And I think that's really great because... So often I get people saying to me, well, I don't have any money. I have a few thousand dollars, but that's, you know, I can't do anything with it. Yeah, actually you can. Absolutely. It was really interesting because Steve provided all the different examples and the different scenarios. And I really feel that I have a much better understanding of different options. And I'm really looking forward to furthering some conversation with him just for my own investments. Exactly. Okay, then. We'll wrap things up here, but before we go, everyone, if you would like to give us some pod love, we would really appreciate that. No, rate us on whatever platform you're listening. That would be great. Don't forget to go to therightclub.com and check out our events, our podcasts, join us. There's all kinds of content there for you to watch and read and look at. It's There's so much. There are hundreds and hundreds of hours, right, Catherine? Absolutely. It really is. And we're one stop. Plus it's complimentary. It's a, right. it's a, and we are national across Canada and beyond. So, which is great. So thank you so much. Great, great podcast today. Okay, everyone. Just before we go, we'll just say, come grow with us and customize your life. Until Absolutely. next time. Bye for now. Bye-bye everybody. Thanks for listening to the Right Club podcast, where the focus is on helping all levels of real estate investors advance to the next level and help you customize your life. Be sure to tune in next week at rightclub.com slash podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you get a few seconds, please rate the podcast wherever you're listening. It helps the show get noticed by others like you. And we truly appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe.